on page 13, starting a new mimer. Besiata Tishmaye, with the help of a heaven, Parsha's Vayeda, Tavshin Aleph, the Parsha Vayeda, Tavshin Aleph, 5701. It says in the Parsha, Avram planted an Eshel, we're going to explain what that means in a second, Beber Sheva, and Beber Sheva, and he called out there in the name of Hashem, the God of the world. And the sages say, Saita Dafyudamabase, Saita, page 10, folio, side B. Ahmed Eshlakish said, Don't read Vayikra, rather Vayakri. Not he called out in the name of Hashem, rather he caused to call out. He caused Hashem's name to be called out. Which this teaches us, the Gemara continues, that Avram, our father, called the name of Hashem, the Holy One, blessed be He, to be called out in the mouths of every single passerby. And how did He bring this about that Hashem's name should be mentioned by every single person that passed by His tent? Avram had a tent and had like a famous Achnasas Archim. The guest that Avram Avinu brought, and that's why he had four entrances. So he was open for anyone in the middle of nowhere to get something to eat or drink. So after the people that came to his tent ate and drank, they stood and Amdu they stood up to bless Avram. Thank you for giving us this food. We bless you. Avram said back to them, Did you eat from me? Whatever you had, did it really come from me? Rather, for sure, surely you ate from the God of the world. This food was not mine. It's all, everything comes from Hashem. So, so he said to these people, that these passerbys, they ate in his tent, praise and give thanks and bless the one who spoke and the world came into being. Therefore, all this food is his. So that's how he caused the name of Hashem to be called out and everyone, then they all would bless and make the blessing, the grace after meals. And then this is the meaning that Avram planted an Eishel in Beersheva. Eishel who If you look at the word Eishel, it's an acronym for Aleph Shin Lamed. Achila, eating, shia, drinking, and Levoya, and escorting. That he would give them to eat, get to drink, and also escort them out a little bit away from the tent. As Rashi explains on the statement, This explanation of Eishel being an Achila, an Eishel of Achila, as like Rashi explains on this statement, our brothers are due acts of kindness, who hold strong unto the covenant of Avram Avinu. Those who do Goyim Lechasadim, those are holding strong to Avram Avinu's covenant of doing kindness. Like we see, he planted an Eishel. What's this Eishel? Rashi explains, it means, it's, a neutrikun, it's, a, it's an acronym for Achil Arsiyol Abayi. Explains, Iksubes Tav Chesam Beis. Page 8, side B. So through this Eishel, which was a pundak, like Rashi says in the actual Chumash, a type of uh, inn that he set up and with his tent, so he caused the people to eat there, and then they wanted to bless Avram. He said, no, everything was created from Hashem. Bless Hashem. So he caused everyone by Yakri, he caused the name of Hashem to be mentioned, praised by every single person. And therefore he publicized, revealed godliness within the whole world. Every single passerby that came by basically started recognizing the existence of God. 
So what is understood from all this story in the Gemara? The mindless of Avram Avinu, he obeys the, 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 the superior quality of Avram Avinu is expressed in two ideas. One is the fact that he publicized godliness within the worlds, within the world. Because in the times of Enosh, the people, like Ramam explains in the people made a mistake. And they started to think that Hashem left the earth in the control, under the control of the of the constellations, the stars, that specifically all of the earth is being run only now by the constellations and not directly by Hashem. Hashem is obviously in charge of the Kechav Mezolis, but He gave over to the Kechav Mezolis to run, to run the world. Now Hashem is not directly involved with everything that happens in the world. That's what the people thought in the times of Enish. Why did they say this? Why did Hashem, why did they think that Hashem gave over the world to be controlled by the constellations? Because they claimed that this is a great hashpala, a great lowering for Hashem, who is so exalted and so unlimited, and therefore totally uncomparable to the limited worlds. It's a great lowering for Hashem to to watch over the lower creations of this physical world. So therefore, it's too low for Hashem to do this. I'll give it over to my servants, the constellations, to take care of the actual shkacha of watching over, directing, guiding creation. In the cave in Avram, therefore, since Avram came, explained to all the people that were in that generation that had that mistake that the world is not run by Hashem, but rather by the mazolis, he said, no, Hashem is Kelelem. Ba'ikra, like I said in this, in this verse, he established this Eishel, this inn, in which he caused people to call out in the name of Hashem, Kelelem. He's Mepharsim, he publicized godliness within the world and taught people that the world is not controlled by the constellations, but rather directly by Hashem. Kelelem. Hashem is the God of the world. Not that the constellations are in charge of the world, but rather Hashem himself is the Kelelem, the God of the world. And concerning their taina, their claim that how can you say that Hashem isn't directly involved with this limited, physical, lowly world? Hashem, Hashem is totally exalted above on, into the heavens, and then the heavens is His glory. So therefore, He's totally above this limited, physical, coarse world. So concerning that taina, he explained to them, really, the truth is that Hashem's glory fills all the earth. And if you're going to say, ah, no, Hashem in His very essence is totally exalted and removed from any relationship with creation, you might be saying, fine, His more external revelations diminish contracted levels of godliness. That can relate to creation. But Hashem in His very essence is still above creation. So He gave over creation to be run by lower levels of divinity, which are channeled through the, even through the Kechav Mazalis. So if you're going to say, The truth is that Hashem in His very essence is so exalted and above all definition in all worlds that even the highest worlds, the lowest worlds, are equal, equidistant, so to say, from Him. And that's what it says, that Hashem is, And we say this in Tehillim. He lowers Himself to see both in the heavens and the earth, in the higher worlds and the lower worlds. The Shemaim coming about it's that just like in the heavens, just like in the earth, that Shneim Shabbat Mufan is both equal to Hashem. So not only is the contracted 
diminished level of godliness relate to worlds and channeled through the Kabbalah Mazalis, but rather even Hashem in His very essence can be found and is found equally within all the worlds, higher and lower, because all these worlds are still within the realm of finite, whereas Hashem is totally infinite and unlimited. And therefore, the highest world to the lowest world is totally equidistant before Him, just like before infinity, a million is no closer to infinity than one is, because they're both not in the realm. They're both in the realm of numbers, finite, and then not infinite. So, so too, Hashem in His very essence is Kael Elam, directly connected to the worlds. Avram explained to them. So therefore, he totally um, contradicted their what their way of thinking, that the world, Hashem is too high to be involved with the world. No, Hashem in His very essence, Farkert, in His very essence, He's so high that everything, higher world, lower worlds, are equal to Him. And they're all considered nothing. But He's found equally within everything. No place is void of Him. The whole earth is filled with His glory. Not only with the level of divinity, which is usually called kvoide, which is just usually the external ray of godliness, but even Hashem in His very essence, that very essence, which is totally exalted, like it says in Tillim, that very essence, it lowers itself to be able to see in the heavens and the earth equally. Now the second Maila, superior quality of Avram, not, the first one is the fact that he publicized godliness into the world and he explained to this generation that thought that Hashem totally left the world to be controlled by the Mazolis. He explained to them, no, Hashem, in its very essence, is directly connected and has providence, divine providence with all, over all of creation. Not just a little external, more condensed level of divinity, but even Hashem's very essence has a connection directly with creation. Kill Elam. The second mile of Avram, the Eifin Pirsim of the Kusis Baruch Ba'ilam, Hayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayay
even in the idea that he was mafarsim on the kus, he was mafarsim on the kus through the eshel, through this inn which he made and caused people to bless Hashem after eating. The main part here is the fact that he, not the fact that it was through the eshel, but rather through this inn and through the eating and drinking and the blessing Hashem after eating and drinking, but rather the fact that he explained it to them. Not just he forced them to, to realize that, to thank, rather, who do you think the food came, the, the food didn't just create itself, it came from Hashem, created the world. Thank Hashem. No, he explained it to them. He explained this idea of Elikos to them in a way that even in their human intellect, it should, it should make sense. It should be absorbed. It should totally make sense because he explained it with Mashalim and analogies, examples, so they should be able to understand it. Now, the Fidu Gab explains in Gishmaki Yiddish here, Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu helped people understand the idea of godliness through ideas of explanation. Even regular people were able to understand godly ideas. And those who didn't understand it even though they didn't understand it truly because they didn't have the proper tools in their mind, maybe their mind wasn't as developed and mature enough, they're more emotional beings, so maybe people that were so low, they couldn't understand it through all of his analogies and explanations, at least they were able to, he gave them the ability to feel that as a Zoy is thus, that this is the truth, that Hashem is the creator of the worlds and everything comes from Hashem, and Hashem has a shkach over the worlds, and everyone admitted to them was Avram to what Avram told them that Hashem is the one that created this food that you're eating. Azal Levin Ulibshaft Baruchu is given in Zayn Raid such a love and a life, a vitality was in to Hashem, the creator, was was in permeated basically Avram's speech. Even those who couldn't truly understand in their comprehension, they still admitted to the truth of his words because they felt the way that he spoke about godliness with such a inner life, inner vitality, and it's such a truth. They were they they heard the ms. They sensed the truth, and what he said by the way he was saying it, even though they couldn't understand godliness through the mashalim and the digmois. But still, they admitted this is the truth because they felt the truth within his words. Shabir explained to them, he clarified to them that Hashem may be blessed, created the world, and all the creations, and he created them with the breath and the statement, the words of his mouth. Like the Pasik says, that the heavens were created through Hashem's speech. And through the breath of his mouth, all the hosts. And the world and the creations which Hashem created is not like similar to when a blacksmith makes a vessel out of metal. Like it says in Shaykh Rabuna, it says this an analogy that when a blacksmith makes a vessel by melting the metal and forging it into the shape of a vessel. And after he makes this cup, so to, let's say, for example, it is able to exist by itself. Now it doesn't need any more the blacksmith to keep this this cup together. 
once it's formed, it's formed. It's a cup. It can stay that way in that shape without the blacksmith constantly making it. But the way that Hashem created the world is a totally new creation. Like we explained earlier about Therefore, it needs to be renewed every moment. Creation. Therefore, it can't exist. It's not an independent existence. It cannot, it cannot exist without the godly vitality constantly creating it. What's the reason for this difference between the blacksmith making the vessel doesn't need the constant involvement of the blacksmith, whereas Hashem creating the world does need the constant involvement? Because the way that the blacksmith forms the vessel is just taking one yesh, one existence, metal, and melting it down and creating another yesh from it. But it's not a totally new creation out of nothing. He's not creating the metal, creating the clay, rather, he's just changing the form of this metal into the form of a vessel, a receptacle. Because the, the worker who makes this vessel out of wood or out of metal, the wood or the metal already existed beforehand. The worker is only just making a tzir, a form of a receptacle, a vessel which has a receptacle in, within it. He's just bringing out from this simple piece of metal or wood, he's forming, carving out the kli, or melting down the metal and making a kli out of it. He's just changing it from one form to another form. Because the, the actual choymer, the object of the wood or the metal that existed before the making of this vessel, they're also in a certain seer. The, the, the wood is in a certain seer of a block or whatever, and the metal is also in a certain seer. But they're just in a simple seer, meaning an unformed seer, which doesn't yet bring an actual benefit to the person that you can use because it has no receptacle to it. And the worker is just making, that makes the clee, he's just bringing about and making that this, there should be some type of benefit, usable benefit from this goylem, this shapeless, so to say, wood or metal, according to the properties of the clee, rather if it's going to be to receive food within it, like a plate or a cup to receive drinks, uh, liquid within it. So basically, he's just making it into something which is not usable to something which is usable for the person. So after all this, what is he doing? He's just doing a changing of the form of the object which he's manipulating. From a tzura, which is a goylem, which basically has no use to it, to a tzura, to a form which has use to it. This is all just a yesh. One existence from another existence. Whereas the creation of the world, who is a new creation, all the world which exists is brought out of nothing. There was no former in which Hashem shaped into this creation. There was not all this yesh of the creation didn't exist at all, and Hashem brought it into being out of nothing. Therefore, whenever it's a process of yesh of something from nothing, a real creation of Yishachus. So therefore, the ayin, which is one the level of the godly energy, which is creating the yesh, has to t- has to constantly be found within the yesh, within the entity, to bring it into being and to enliven it. Turn the page. So this is all what Avraham Avinu is explaining to the people. He clarified to them that Hashem created the world, 
and everything within it is created by Hashem's, the breath of His mouth, by His speech. And all the creations within it, Hashem created, is not just like the way that a um, an uman, a worker, makes a vessel from a shapeless piece of wood or metal, which that doesn't need the uman's constant involvement, whereas the, the worlds are yesh if it needed the constant involvement, therefore it's kill ilam. Hashem can't be such a mitzvah that he's of Hashem as a shemayim as he left the heavens and the earth in charge of the kichavim zolis. Hashem has to constantly kill Elam, constantly be involved with the world, creating every moment. Therefore, Hashem is constantly there. Hashem is constantly involved, and this is what Avram is explaining to all the passerbys. Um, and so now, turning the page, even. The way that the God, the Ayin, is within the Yesh, the entity which it creates, has to be constant. If it's not there constantly, then it will revert back to its original source of just being nothingness, just godliness. And it has to be in a certain measure that the Yesh should be able to receive the ayin which enlivens at every moment. What does that mean? Behind the ima yesh ayin sadakli is tami yesh, even though the ayin has to constantly be within the yesh to create it and give it life. Avol heyusei shel ha'ayin b'hayesh sadakli is be'efen halemi. But the way that the ayin, the godly energy, is found within this entity which is creating has to be in a concealed way. Efen halemi shuhuin yin halim has to abedim minivra. That's the idea of how Hashem concealed himself, hid himself, the creator, because hidden from the creation. Because if he wasn't, then the world wouldn't exist with its own feeling of self, its own feeling of independence. And that's the whole idea of a yesh, it feels its own independence. So, therefore, even though it has to be constant creation, but this constant creation has to be in such a measure that the ayin is not felt, is not sent within the yesh. Even though the ayin is not felt within the yesh to the extent which the yesh, the existence, doesn't feel the ayin, the godly energy, the yesh hat kein musagin, the ayin, the yesh, the creation has no concept and no recognition, comprehension of this ayin at all, which gives it existence and enlivens it every moment. And that's why it's called ayin from the perspective of the yesh. It's called nothing. The meaning of ayin here is not zero and totally nothing, like and like people say, doesn't exist. That's not what Ayn means over here. Because the Ayn, the godly energy, the source of all of creation, this is the main energy which brings into being and enlivens all of creation. So you can't say it doesn't exist. Obviously, this level of divinity is the main existence. Whereas all of everything that it brings about is just totally bottle and has no independent existence. So really, the Ayn is the true existence here. It is the true creating force, creative force. So you can't say that it's ayin, it's called ayin because it doesn't exist. So how could you say that it literally is ayin, it doesn't exist? can't say that. The meaning ayin over here doesn't mean nothing. Rather, it means ayin in the sense it's, it's totally, it doesn't exist in my realm of comprehension. It's un, uncomprehensible. So therefore, from the perspective of the creations, we say that this level of divinity, which brings us into being, which is the true existence, Therefore, it has the ability to create, but nevertheless, it's ein because from our perspective, we can't comprehend it, we can't relate to it at all. It's above our reality. Together with this very fact that it's built in musag, we don't comprehend it at all, we don't feel it at all. This ein 
has to be constantly found within the yesh, within the creation, to enliven it and to give it existence, but in a way of measured, in a measured way, in a diminished, contracted way, so that the yesh shouldn't become totally bottled out of its existence. It should feel its own existence. So therefore, ein over here, the reason why we call it ein is because it's totally concealed from the yesh. It's the idea of the medida that has to be here. It's totally concealed and to the extent that the yesh doesn't mock your boy, doesn't recognize the ayin at all. It has no musuk at all at the, in the ayin, which gives it existence every moment. That's why it's called ayin, not because it doesn't exist, not because it doesn't have a real existence for Kert. It is the real existence, and it is the truly the level of divinity which gives everything existence. So we can't call it ayin like it doesn't exist. Rather, it means it's built in musuk. It's something which is not felt because Hashem conceals it from us in order that we should exist in a way which we feel our own existences. And therefore, it's this like this concept of the oifen halemi. Because everything, the godly energy which enlivens us every moment is in a oifen halemi, in a measured way, that we should feel our own existence. Therefore, we call it ayin. It doesn't exist within my realm of comprehension. Because the nullification of this existence, which the ayin brings about, could be in two ways. One is if Hashem would remove his creative energy from the yesh, then it would revert back to nothingness, like before the six days of creation, like it says in Shaykh of So that's one way, and therefore constant creation has to be constant. Abayi is in the second way that there could be a bit of yesh, mitzad gili If there's too much of a revelation of the creative energy, and therefore the creative energy has to be found constantly within the yesh, or else it'll revert to nothingness, but in a way of helen, in a measured way, in a more diminished, concealed, contracted way. In order that the yesh should not become bottled out of mitzis, it should be able to feel its own existence. This measurement, though, that the of how much the ayin is felt is found, so to say, within the yesh, is a godly measurement. Being that the whole idea of the creation of something from nothing is only within the power of the Creator, blessed is He. So this concealment um, of godliness from creation is Hashem concealing himself being that the whole idea of creation is from Hashem so not only is the creation the creative energy from Hashem but also the concealment is from Hashem like it says in Tanya and other places in Chassidus the concealment itself the symptom itself is Hashem is from Hashem and therefore it's not a true Helen a Hester because you can, a person something can't conceal itself so the halacha you can't use your hand for a, a yarmulke because you are yourself so you're not really covering yourself Hashem even though he's concealing himself in creation it's not a true concealment by Hashem Hashem is found within all of creation and he's revealed within all of creation but from our perspective it's a concealment just like the Rav that says a mushal even though from the Talmud's perspective the mushal, the analogy which is giving, is concealing the true idea which the Rav is trying to express through the mushal. The Rav, the mushal is not concealing at all because he gave the mushal, he made up the mushal. So he sees straight through the mushal, he sees all the ideas expressed within the details of the mushal. So to Hashem, even though he concealed himself from creation, it's not a true concealment, the Hashem. It's only concealment from the perspective of the creations. And that concealment itself, it derives from Hashem, therefore it cannot be something which is concealing Hashem. So we'll stop there at the end of Sif Aleph of the Mimer, page 14, by the beginning of Seif base, and basically just to recap, though, that Avram was mafarsim on the coast of the whole world, and which is understood from this is that um, his mila was in two things. One is the piercing of the kusis baruch, the fact that he 
publicized godliness in the world because at that time there was a great um, a Zara, a mistake that happened. People thought that Hashem left the world to be controlled by the Kachab Mazalis, the constellations. Hashem is too high to relate to creation. So therefore he gave it over to lower beings. But the truth is that Hashem in his very essence is so exalted that it doesn't matter. He's found within the heavens, within the earth equally. So therefore he's directly a kill elam and directly involved. And the second, my love of Ram, is the way that he was Mepharis Medikus, was through the Eishel. So we have to understand what this idea, what's the Maila that it was happening, that this publicizing of Godliness is through the Eishel. The whole idea, the main thing is here, is just the piercing of the Kus, not the way that it was Mepharsim of the Kus. Then we said, but in truth, even the fact that it was Mepharsim of the Kus through the Eishel, the main thing is not the Eishel, it's rather the way that he was Mepharsim of the Kus, that he explained it to people with Mashalim, with analogies and explanations in a way that even the human intellect should understand it. Even people that couldn't, were not shy to understand it in their intellect, at least he said it in such a way with such fire, with such vitality, energy, that people felt the truth of it, and therefore they admitted this is the truth. This is L'chayr of the Maila, not the Eishel itself, but rather the way that Avram Avinu was Mepharis Malikos, in a way with Azbedim, Apiseich Lanushi. Explained that, and he said, what did he explain? He explained that Hashem creates the world through a speech, and it's not like the way that a worker makes a vessel, which doesn't require the constant involvement of the worker, rather, because it's just the yesh miyesh, the yesh already existed, therefore it doesn't require the constant work, whereas Hashem creates the world yesh miyayin, it's a new existence, therefore it requires the constant energy, the creative energy to be within it. But at the same time, he's explaining this whole idea to people. Our world is not a yesh miyesh, it's a yesh miyayin, therefore Hashem has to be constantly involved. Kel Elam. Hashem didn't leave the world, Hashem is directly involved. How could He not be involved? If He wasn't involved, the world wouldn't exist, because it's a yesh miyayin, it's not a yesh miyesh. And also, at the same time that he has to be constantly involved, he has to also be constantly be hidden from creation. Because if he wasn't, the world would be totally bottled. It would be overwhelmed by the godly energy, and therefore it wouldn't exist in as an independent entity. And therefore, there has to constantly be the godly energy creating it, or else everything would revert to nothingness. And at the same time, that energy has to be in a measured way, in a diminished way, in a contracted way, that the world should be able to feel itself as a yesh. But this concealment is not something which conceals Hashem, it's really derives from Hashem. So therefore, it can't be a concealment from Hashem's perspective, only from the creation's perspective. Basically, this is the Hasbedim and the Dugmois that Avraham Avinu gave to help people understand and relate to godliness in a real way. And if they couldn't get it, if they couldn't grasp it intellectually, they felt the truth of his words. So the way that he explained it was with such a gefil and such a love for Hashem and a connection to Hashem that they sensed the truth in his words. And therefore, they admitted that this must be the truth, the way that Avraham Avinu speaks about it. That must be an Amasainian. Stop there.